salam sejahtera dan selamat kembali ke Muda dan Bijak. Dalam episod ini kita akan bersama dengan seorang lagi anak Sarawak yang memang hebat sekali. We're going to take you to Singapore. Please welcome to the show a senior analyst for the Economist Intelligence Unit, Brenda Nu. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. Welcome to the show, Brenda. Before we start, tell us what is it that you do. All right, thank you so much, Sally. Um, so I work as a senior analyst at the Economist Intelligence Unit, and uh, basically, what my job entails is uh, sharing expertise, uh, giving advice, and guiding healthcare organizations like pharmaceutical firms, uh, biotech, medtech companies. Uh, to help them make informed business decisions uh, that will support their growth and their customers as well. Baiklah, sekarang kita sudah pun kenal dengan Brenda. Now, kita teruskan. Brenda, you released a publication about health and science. Now, can you share the story behind that? Yes, sure. Um, so, the... The paper entitled Digital Innovation in in Vitro Diagnostics um, is essentially uh, a piece that I wrote and that was published by the um, EIU. Um, and the paper basically talks about how, you know, artificial intelligence technology um, has the potential to improve in vitro diagnostics testing. So for those of you who don't know what in vitro diagnostics testing is, it's basically um, a kind of a clinical laboratory test um, that is performed. Uh, so for example, if you visit a doctor and you need to get your routine health checks, he may actually order some uh, tests for you to take. Um, so this could be um, in the form of a clinical test. It can be in the form of an immunoassay test. Um, so that's basically the gist of it. Um, and essentially, the paper is trying to um, showcase the different types of um, AI-driven uh, innovations, um, as well as the current perception around uh, AI usage in the clinical lab, and as well as you know policies in the US and China uh, that are enabling AI-based healthcare. The paper also looks at some innovative companies uh, that have uh, begun to. Um, develop AI-based um, uh, IVD testing, um, and essentially that is what it what's about. Wow, that is very very impressive indeed. Now I'm just wondering, Brenda, yeah, the industry you're working in, yeah, sedangkah peluang untuk kita balik bekerja di sawakto? Well, I think in terms of the opportunity to get into consulting, so whether or not it's in healthcare or in you know finance, um, I think consulting is you know what you would um, normally regard as like a new age uh, kind of um, work. It's a new kind of lifestyle um, uh, in Malaysia, and traditionally, when people think about consulting, they immediately think of, you know, PwC, KPMG, um, these are financial advisories, but I think in terms of healthcare consulting, at the moment, there's still a lot more room to grow in Malaysia, um, and, and that's why I think in terms of opportunities, I would say in places like, um, Singapore, for instance, it's a little bit more mature, 
Alright, so now I understand. But I do hope that one day, you will come back to Sarawak. Baiklah, Brenda. Now, we're all still surviving, yeah? Surviving the pandemic COVID-19. Now, I'd like to ask you, what's your opinion, yeah? What's your opinion on the access of healthcare services during this pandemic? I mean, what's your take on this, Brenda? Right, thank you for that question. And it's a really relevant question one too. Um, I think we can all agree that, you know, the war against COVID is definitely far from over. Um, I think in terms of uh, the response efforts, I would say that, you know, Malaysia has had its victories in the past year um, in, you know, tackling the COVID crisis um, from, from the onset, you know, from when they only had 500 cases and government had already gone on to put in place really strict um, SOP protocols. Um, and, uh, you know, at the same time, um, Malaysia had also jumped, you know, at the opportunity to provide uh, loans and moratoriums, um, as well as stimulus packages to help the uh, generations and um, basically the populations who have been affected by COVID. But, you know, as COVID rages on, um, it's, um, it's just not enough. And, you know, and as the second or even now the third wave um, um, has come on, uh, we see that, you know, the country is struggling, um, you know, along with many other countries as well, um, in trying to uh, manage the, um, you know, the infection rates. And um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really challenging. I think currently in Malaysia, um, as you would probably know, public facilities are overburdened, they are overwhelmed, and um, even private healthcare has been instructed uh, to provide COVID treatment um, to patients as well. So I think, well, to this point, uh, from what you can see in a lot of other countries, um, the kinds of efforts have been pretty much low tech, uh, you know, in terms of managing COVID, you know, you basically make sure to wash your hands, sanitize, um, take your temperature daily, report in when you don't feel well. So it's been pretty much low tech. Um, and, you know, that has somehow um, leveled the playing ground for all the different uh, countries that have been um, affected. But I think moving forward, now that vaccines are being produced and being distributed uh, to um, you know, developed countries, um, I think the richer nations, you'll see them having the upper hand in, in terms of uh, their recovery efforts. Okay, Brenda, we're going to take a short break. Jangan ke mana-mana, kita jumpa selepas ini. Selamat kembali ke Muda dan Bijak bersama dengan kami, Brenda Ngu, a senior analyst for the EIU. Okay, Brenda, besides that, yeah, besides that, besides health, besides science, yeah, I heard you are also a talented acrylic artist. Now tell us, is this just a hobby? And when actually did this talent start? Brenda. Thanks so much for that question. So I actually, well, yes, uh, firstly, to your first question, I, I did start out pretty young, you know, dabbling in art. I remember, you know, from an early age, uh, I got into a lot of trouble with my kindergarten school teacher because they would call up my parents to complain to them that I have their time and again, you know, torn off pages from my, my exercise books 
just so that I can fill it up with uh, drawings and, you know, and, 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 and all kinds of things that was, to me at the time, artistic and, and creative. But I think, fortunately for me, my, my parents, they actually recognized art as my strong suit. They recognized it as a talent that they wanted to help me develop. And so many years later, I would go on to take art courses at, you know, from various different uh, teachers over the years. And eventually I started to find my own style and I, I found that I really like uh, painting people. And that is why I ventured into portrait painting because I've been so... I've been so open with uh, sharing my artworks. A lot of my friends have started to recognize, I think, what they saw as the value in my art. And they've approached me to do some commissions for them. And, you know, I'm only just starting out, but that's that's basically the story behind, behind that. Baiklah, Brenda. Now, seeing your success and where you are at right now, definitely it does not come easy as one, two, three, yeah? Now, would you mind sharing, yeah, sharing your challenges throughout your career? Thank you so much uh, for that question. So I think for me, the biggest challenge that I would say that I have faced and I'm very proud of overcoming was actually trying to get a university education. You know, it was my dream to be the first in my family to go to university and earn the degree because my parents, they didn't have a university degree. And when my father actually passed away from cancer back when I was only 15, it really took a huge toll on my family. You know, it, it was really hard and we underwent a lot of challenges in terms of, you know, financially, emotionally. I think that that was one of the toughest times that, you know, I've had to face. And because, you know, I, I didn't have the financial means to actually go to university, I actually took a gap year just to buy some time for myself and try to earn some pocket money on the side through part-time jobs, just so that I can try again and, and do something with my education. Really, um, You know, words cannot describe how difficult that was for, you know, the whole family of a single mom and five kids. Brenda, I truly admire your perseverance. I truly admire your strength. And thank you so much, yeah, for sharing to the audience out there. Brenda, I wish I had more time to spend with you. And thank you so much again for being on the show with us. Now, Brenda, before we leave, any last words for our viewers out there? Um, well, the, I think most important thing in life is to never compromise or never hold back on what you actually want to do. So, uh, you know, in terms of pursuing your passion, I am an avid believer in that you should go all out and go after your dreams as fiercely as you can because nobody else is going to do that for you. You are, you know, doing the world and, well, yourself, more importantly, a disservice if you don't go after what you want because you are depriving the world of, you know, that one talent that only you have. And so I think it's super important uh, to be brave in order to go after your dreams. And for people who don't yet know what their passion is uh, just yet, you shouldn't be discouraged by that. But rather, you should start to pay more attention to your interests and from there, start to delve into them and go on this journey where you actually find what your true passion or what your true calling is. That would be my advice is to go after your dreams. So there you have it, folks. A perfect example yeah, of a great, talented, successful young Sarawakian. We wish you all the best, Brenda. 
and hope to see you soon. See ya! Bye-bye! Begitulah tadi sesi kami bersama dengan Brenda Ngu, a Sarawakian who has challenged herself to achieve great success not only for her but for the entire community. Never say never and don't give up in whatever you do. Kita jumpa lagi di episod akan datang di Muda dan Bijak. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi taala wabarakatuh. Sekian. Terima kasih.